Let's put ourselves firmly back in our Arabic room again, but turn around and stand right in front of the verb tables. We're going to look at the vase that we had for our present and future verbs. And already in there, we had certain stems that we used to create these verbs. We had the present stem shrab that we used to create verbs meaning... To do with drinking. Mm -hmm. We had kitib to do with... Writing. Faham. Understanding. Roh. Going. Shuf. Seeing. Zor. Visiting. And the last three we've noted have a long vowel in the middle because the middle root is in fact w originally, but it's morphed, it's changed into this long oo in the present bars. But it is in fact ra wa ha is the root of go. Ruh. So what's the root of shuf? Sha wa fa. Yeah, and the root of zor? Za. Yes. We can put some more stems in now from the roots that we've picked up in this course, and we can now use them as verbs. What was the root connected with studying? That's it. We can stick that in our present future vase as a stem. So just as we would say you drink to a male would be... Tishrab. So, you study referring to a male would be? Tadris. What's the flower? Dris. What was you drink? Tishrab. Tidris. That's it. Tishrab. Tidris. Do you want to drink tea to a male was? Antatauza. Okay. You remember if we're doing a suggestion, you can just use the verb by itself. So if we're making a suggestion, ours. you can just say, you drink. You can use ours, but you don't okay. have to. You can just say, you drink tea. Tishrab shay. Yes, as a suggestion. So all you need is the verb by itself. Tishrab shay. So what about if you wanted to say, shall we study Arabic? Nidris il Arabi. Yes, without il. When we're saying English or Arabic, we just use it without il. Nidris Arabi. Nidris Arabi. So we could put dris in there as well. And we can also use the stem that we learnt for playing, made from a root. La rabba. Yes. So we can put that into the vase. It's a ah, la a ah, ba. And that's lab. Lab. Which when you combine it with the flowers, the he becomes yilab. Yilab. So the lamb sort of sticks to the flower, if you like. Yilab. A bit like yifham. Yilab. So yilab would mean? He plays. Yes. And how would you say I play? Alab. Alab. And how would you say you play referring to a female? Tilabic. Don't confuse it with the tag. You're picking up the tag, which you put on the end of words like bintik. So this is the flower. Tilabi. That's it. And the tail for NT in the present, which is just E. So you get... Tilabi. Tilabi. And we can use that as a suggestion. So how would you ask a female, do you want to play squash? Tilabi squash. Tilabi squash. 
How would you say? Shall we play tennis? Nelab tennis. Nelab tennis. How would you ask a group? Do you want to play golf? Telavu. Or is it telavu? No, you you were right. Yes, because u is the tail. Tit is always the flower in the present vase for any u. And then if you want nt, you add e, and n2, you add u. Telavu golf. Telavu mm-hmm. golf. And one more stem we'll put in for the moment, and that's from the root to do with opening. Fatacha. That's it. So he opens is yifta. Yifta. So we can use that again to make a suggestion by itself. You could say, shall I open the door? Ifta ilbeb. What's the flower for I? After. Yes. Ilbeb. And it's a, it's a breathy. Fata. How would you say, you must open the door, talking to a man? There's a l at the beginning of lazim, which means necessary and comes to mean you must. Where's the il? Say it again. Can we open the door? Mumkin niftahilbeb. Mumkin niftahilbeb. And if we want to refer to something we do routinely or every day or sometimes, then we have to put what on the front of the present verb? Uh, the routine B. The B, the routine B. So how would we say, I drink tea every day? Bashrab Shaykulium. بشرب شاي كل يوم or أنا بشرب شاي كل يوم And how would you say he goes to the office at 7 o'clock بيروخ المكتب ساعة سبعة Yes بيروخ Listen to it بيروخ المكتب الساعة سبعة Try saying it again بيروخ المكتب الساعة سبعة That's it you could have said, If you wanted to emphasize uh, that it's you're talking about a person, a man over there. What was sometimes? Sight. How would you say, she sometimes plays tennis with her father? Oh no, it's she. So the, the stem is lab, and we're going to put on the front the flower for she, which is? Two. Yes, it holds hands with the male U in the present vase. So lab with T on the front. Tilab. Yeah, and now the routine B. Bitilab. That's it. She sometimes plays tennis. Bitilab, tennis, ma, uh, ab. Sometimes. Sight. So put the sometimes on the beginning. And you need oh, okay. to emphasize really the bitilab, bitilab, when you've got the b on the front. Okay. Sight. Bitilab tennis ma abuha. Sight. Bitilab tennis ma abuha. How would you say we study Arabic? With the meaning of we're studying Arabic. We study Arabic. Okay, without, without the il, yes. We don't need the il. 
احنا بندرس عربي احنا بندرس عربي How would we say we study English at school? احنا بندرس انجليزي في المدرسة احنا بندرس انجليزي في المدرسة And how would you ask a group, do you study English at school? بتدرسوا انجليزي في المدرسة؟ بتدرسوا انجليزي في المدرسة؟ That's good. How would you say he opens the shop at nine o'clock every day? بيفتح المحل الساعة تسعة كل يوم. I think here, here is an instance where you do need هو because if you just said بيفتح المحل الساعة تسعة it could be that the shop opens. Yeah. Yeah. Itself. But yes. you want to say the owner or the worker or, or, المدير or, even. or the manager yeah. or someone mm-hmm. you're talking about him that he comes okay. and opens. So هو بيفتح المحل الساعة تسعة he opens the shop at night. Saturday is is sabd. Is sabd, which is a bit like saying the Sabbath. It comes from the same root. The th is turned into a t. Is sabd, the Sabbath. Is sabd. You can also say yom is sabd, day of the Sabbath, meaning Saturday as well. But often it's just shortened to is sabd, Saturday. So how would you say, sometimes I play squash on Saturday. And something to note is that in Arabic, you don't need the word on. ساعات بلعب سكواش يوم السبت ساعات بلعب سكواش يوم السبت What was always? دايماً دايماً So how would you ask a group? Do you always go to the cinema on Saturday? أنتو دايماً بتروحوا السينما يوم السبت؟ أنتو دايماً بتروحوا السينما يوم السبت؟ We also know that we can use the present vase with its stems to talk about the future by adding what to the front of the verb? Ha. Yes. How do we say, we'll go to the museum tomorrow? We will go to the museum tomorrow. A precious thing is tohfa. Any precious thing, a work of art, an antique. Matkhaf. That's it. So from tohfa, meaning precious thing, we get methaf. So we will go to the museum tomorrow. Khaniroh al-mataf bukra. When you get ha and you combine it with ni or ye or te, it turns into han and then you just go straight into the stem. Try it once more like that. Khaniroh al-mataf bukra. Listen. Hanroh al-mataf bukra. Ah. So the i has virtually dropped out. Mm-hmm. How would you say he'll see the doctor tomorrow? Hayashuf al-doktor bukra? Yes, but the same principle. Hayashuf. That's it. Hayashuf al-doktor bukra. And how would you say we'll study Arabic next year? How did we say next year? It's literally the coming year. Senegaya. That's it. But we okay. need the on both of the parts of it. Senegaya. That's it. We'll study Arabic next year. Andrus Arabi. What was we study? Andres, okay. Andres then. Khanadres. Khanadres Arabi is Sana Igaya. Khanadres Arabi is Sana Gaya. Let's turn our heads and look at the past vase. 
We had from the earlier courses, we had past stems in that vase, such as katab and shirib, meaning wrote or drank. Yes. And that also means he wrote or he drank just by itself. And then we have to add the tales for the other people. So how would we say we wrote an email to our mother? Katabna email le umna. What's two? Le. That's it. Katabna email le umna. Umma finishes in a double m sound. Ummana. Ummina. Katabna email le umina. When we put a helping vowel in front of the tag na, it's usually i, ummina, bintina. And we can also use the other stems that we had in the past, vase, such as zar, meaning visited. And that has the split stem, if you remember, we've talked about that, zar. And the other part of the stem is sur. Yes. So how would you say, first of all, I visited the minister's office, the office of the minister? Zurt maktab al-wazir. Zurt maktab al-wazir. Or, ana zurt maktab al-wazir. What about, they visited the Egyptian museum yesterday? Zorna... They visited. Oh, sorry. The other stem you're going up now. Zaru. That's it. Zaru in Mathafil Masri. In That's it. Can you say it all again now as a statement? Zaru in Mathafil Masri. In Zaru in Mathafil Masri. In What about we saw the ships in the port? Shufna el Sufan Filmina. Shufna is Sufun Filmina. We can also put in our new roots as past stems as well as present stems, and we would get Leib. Leib. Meaning. To play. Although we're now in the past vase. Oh, sorry. Played? Yes. Or he played by himself. So if you said he played squash yesterday. Leib squash in better. Leib. Squash embarrah. Or hoa lab squash embarrah. How would you ask a group? Did you play golf in Spain? Telebu. The stem in the past vase was. Lab. Lab. Yeah. And now you're asking a group. It's you. We're asking, not they. So what's the tale for a group? What sound is always connected with the tails and the flowers for the U, whether it's masculine, feminine, or plural? Ta. That's it. Now add the U for the plural, and you get a combined tail of... Two. That's it. So that's for U, plural. So put that on the stem, and you get... Lab two. That's it. Did you play golf in Spain? Lab two, golf... What was Spain? España. España. Fi España. Laib to golf fi España. And how would you say, no, we didn't play? La malab nash golf. Golf, if you like, yes. That's good. Listen to the stress. La malab nash golf. No, we didn't play. That's good. You've used the mash around laibna to produce. Malab Nesh, with the emphasis, the stress is moving along. 
We can also add in daras, daras into the past vase, meaning? Studied. Yes, or he studied. Um, so how would you say we studied English at school? Darasna Inglisi fil madrasa. Darasna Inglisi fil madrasa. How would you ask a female, did you study Arabic at school? What's the stem? There's no flowers now. There's nothing on the front because we're in the past class. They're all dead. That's it. Darasti Arabi fil madrasa. Darasti Arabi fil madrasa. We could also put in Fatah, Fatah, which would mean opened. Yeah. How would you ask a male? Did you open the shop yesterday? Fatahd el mahal embarah. Fatahd el mahal embarah. How would you say I opened the shop at half past seven? How did we say half past seven? Sa saba wnos. Yes. Fatahd. So we've got some new stems and we're putting them into the verb patterns we already know. There is one other stem we could put in to both vases and that's the stem to do with cooking. What was the root connected with cooking? We're going to put that into the present vase as tabuch. In other words, if we combine it with a flower, then we're going to add the to to the flower and then say buch. So we got tabuch. Tabuch is the stem without any of the flowers on or the tails. Now, one different thing about it is if a stem has an uh in the middle, this is picked up by the flower. And instead of being ye, ni, ti, it becomes y. It takes over the sound of the vowel on the flower itself. So it becomes yutbuch. Yutbuch. Which would mean? He cooked. Which vase are we in? Oh, sorry, he cooks. Yes. So, for example, if I wanted to say, shall we cook rice? How would I say that? Nutbuch roz. Nutbuch roz. What about if we wanted to say, she cooks rice every day? What she cooks? So if a stem in the present vase has u in the middle as opposed to a or i, like dris or shrab, then the flower will also become u, uh, unless it's for enna, i, in which case it will stay as the a uh, that we had originally. So how would you say I cook? Atbuch. I cook routinely. Batbuch. Yes. I cook potatoes every day. Batbuch batatis kulium. Batbuch batatis kulium. Put that stem in the past vase and we get tabach. So how would you say, yesterday we cooked falafel? Tabachna falafel embarach. Tabachna falafel embarach. How about, I cooked pasta, and for pasta we're generally going to use... Macarona. Yeah. I cooked pasta for my children. 
تبخت مكرونه four is like two like email to my mother all the stems that we've got in our two vases at the moment they all display the root letters quite clearly and we can call them the basic stems if you like they're the stems that are closest to the root but just as we can play with patterns to do with words plural words to do with different meanings that we've seen with the descriptive words and with nouns So the actual stems themselves of verbs also have patterns or varieties, if you like. Perhaps it's helpful to think of a verb such as Yidris, Daras, he studies, he studies, to think of that almost like a variety of flower, a rose, for example. But it can have different colours or roses can come in different types. So although they're all going to be connected with the same root letters, Darasa, We can play a little bit with the stems, again, to modify the meanings of the verb slightly, while still being connected to the basic meaning of studying. Often these varieties, these verb varieties, are called forms. And forms have the same root, but a related meaning, the same verbal root. And what we're going to do is we're going to take some of these stems, and we're going to do some tweaking and splicing, if you like, to produce some variations in patterns of the stem, and also in meaning. Sometimes it's fairly subtle tweaking, and sometimes it's a bit more obvious. There are five to six common varieties of verbs or, or forms of verb. There are 10 to 12 in more formal Arabic. Five to six are commonly used in spoken Arabic. And most of the stems we've looked at, and most of the stems that come from Arabic roots, have some of these varieties. But no verbs will have all of the varieties. And varieties and forms have some kind of meaning indicators, pointers connected with them. So what we're going to do is look at some common varieties, some common variations in the stems, in the patterns of the verbs, and see how this can give us room to expand our vocabulary and also give us the indicators which will help us to unpick the different patterns in the verbs when we hear them. They're a very useful tool for you in order to uh, weave your own meanings as well. So what does that actually mean? Let's have a look and see what that actually means in practice. We had the verb yidris, which means... To study. What does that specifically mean? He studies. Yes. Or nidris, meaning... We study. Now, if we make the middle root letter of the stem, which is the middle root letter of that stem? Ra. Ra. If we double that, we make that a double sound, and we also change the vowel sounds a little bit. So instead of being dris, the stem, as in yidris, nidris, we're going to change the stem into daris. Daris. Notice the longer double r sound in the middle. So we've doubled the middle, and we're changing the stem subtly from dris to daris. And having changed that stem, we are going to change the meaning from study to cause someone else to study, which might mean... 
To teach? Yes, to teach. So if we've gone from study to teach, in other words, to cause somebody to study, to teach. So daris is the stem in the present vase for teach. So how would you say we teach? Nudaris. It's ni. Okay. It's only uh if the stem contains the vowel uh. Try it again. Nederis. Nederis. We teach. So how would you say we teach Arabic? Nederis Arabi. Okay, but we need, uh, is this kind of routine thing now? We do ah. it all the time, so. Benederis Arabi. Benderis Arabi. Or Ehna Benderis Arabi. Notice how the ni has combined with the b to produce mm. bin. Ehna benderes Arabi. What about he teaches Arabic? Yidris. What would what you just said be? Rather, he studies. Yes. So what do we need to turn it into? He teaches. Yidris. That's it. Now put the b on the beginning. Bideris. Now we've lost the year a little bit. Biederis. That's it. He teaches Arabic. Biederis Arabi. Biederis Arabi. Hua Biederis Arabi. My mother teaches English. Ummi Bitederis Inglisi. Ummi Bitderis Inglisi. You can see the t has actually almost got swallowed up because the verb begins with d. So Bitidaris has turned into bit. Bitteris. We can take another verb and do the same with that. We could take the stem from our present vase for understand. How did we say, I have to understand? Lazim afham. Lazim afham. So the afham bit means I understand. And the stem is faham that's inside the present vase. Now, just as we turned dris into daris, so we're going to change the stem, faham, by doubling the middle and changing it by putting an i after the double middle root. So it would become fahim. Can you hear the h sound? Fahim. Two h sounds, one right after the other. Now, if by doubling it, we're giving a meaning indicator of causing someone else to do it. So we had studying and causing someone to study or something it can mean. So we had understanding. Causing someone to understand might mean... To explain? Exactly it. We now have the verb to explain. So, for example, if we wanted to combine the stem with the ye flower for hua, it would become yefahim. Now, usually you explain to somebody. You have to explain to somebody in English, but in Arabic you don't. You just explain directly. So, if you wanted to say, can you explain to me? You would just say, can you explain me? Can you explain me? What was the tag that we added on the end of a verb when we wanted me? We picked up the tag, we ran over, but something happened as we were running over. He tripped. And it became? Knee. Yes, we tripped as we ran over to the verb vases, banged our knee, and the tag became knee. 
How would you ask a male? Can you explain to me? ممكن تفهمكني. What was the stem for the verb? Just the tif- tifahim. Tifahim. So that means you explain. So can you explain to me? We only need the tag for me. Mumkin tifahimni. Mumkin tifahimni. Just the change of emphasis because you've added the tag. So the emphasis of the word has moved a little bit along. Could you say that? Mumkin tifahimni. That's it. You see, we're playing. It's a bit hard to get your mouth around it at the beginning, but gradually, as you start to use these varieties more, and your ear will start to hear and then pick up. What about if I wanted to say, we have to explain to him? Lezim nafaham lehu. Okay, we don't need the two, remember. We're just going to stick the tag for him. What's the tag for him? Ooh. Yes, straight on the end oh, of the explain. Because okay. you don't need the two in Arabic, you're just going to say explain him. And the stem, what was the stem for explain? Fahim. Mm-hmm. So, if we want to say, we have to explain to him. Lezim nafahimu. So now emphasize the him in the middle of the explain. Once more, we have to explain to him. How would I say, I will explain to her? It's very close. We did get an extra n sound before the hair. The tag for her is hair. Try it again. How? How will I explain to her? Now, if we put these two verb varieties we've created into the past vase, the stems are very similar to the ones we created in the present. So we can take the same stem that we've just created to mean explain in the present vase. We can stick it as is into the past vase and use it with the past tails to mean explained. So for example, how would you say to a male, you explained to us? Fahimtana. Fahimtana. Inta fahimtana. It's just a question of emphasis. You got all the right bits. You got the stem, you put the t, and then you put the tag for us, na, onto the verb. The only difference is because of the helping vowel that's crept in between fahimt and na, you've ended it up with fahimtina, but you put it together perfectly correctly. So how would you say you didn't explain to us? Mish. What are we going to use? Oh, Is it no. the mish or the mash we're going to use with the past bars? Yes. So, speaking to just one other person, telling him that he didn't explain to us, you would say, To a group of people, into To a female, 
Mefahim Tinesh. Remember, the mash mm. goes around the whole verb and the tag at the beginning and the end, and the emphasis keeps moving along the word depending on how much you've added to the end of it. We can create some interesting concepts out of these verb patterns, these verb varieties. Another interesting one would be connected with the root to do with big. What was the root to do with big or largeness? Kabara. Kabir, meaning big. So we can take that root, and if we put it into our present verb vase as a basic stem that we haven't applied a pattern to, we can make a verb out of it, which would mean to get bigger or to grow up. And the stem we would put in would be kabar. So if we combine that with the flower for he, for example, we could get he grows up or he gets bigger, which would be yikbar. Yes. Let's use it with the routine B to say something like, your son gets bigger every year. How would we say that to a male? Ibnak biyikbar kull sana. That's it. Ibnak biyikbar kull sana. So how would you say your daughter gets bigger every year, talking to a woman? Bintik bitikbar kullisana. Bintik bitikbar kullisana. We can also put that in the past vase as kibir. We could say something like, your daughter's grown. How would we say that oh, to a uh, male? Bintak kibirti. What's the tail in the past for she, for here? How would we say she went? Rahit. Yes. Now we've got a stem, kibir. Add the tail for she, you get... Kibrit. Then the middle i drops out and it becomes kibrit, kibrit. So, your daughter's grown. Bintak kibrit. Bintak kibrit. We can now take this stem that we've added for to grow up or get bigger, and we can amend it in the same way that we did with daris and fahim to make somebody understand, to cause someone to study, i.e. to explain, to teach. We can do that now with our stem ka-ba-ra. This time, the final vowel is actually more, it's more of an a sound. So we're going to make it into kabbar. Kabbar. What do you think that means? To fatten up. You're getting close to make something... Enlarge. Yes, to enlarge, to make something bigger. So the stem is now kabbar. Kabbar. So how would you say, for example, can you enlarge this to a man? Mumkin to kabbar da? A picture, word for a picture is sora. Sora. I saw a picture. Sora. That is the back saw. Sora. So, how would you say, can you enlarge the picture, please, to a woman? Can you enlarge the picture, please? To kabbar. But it's to a woman now, so we're talking to NT. So, you need a tail as well as. Kabri. That's it. Mumkin tagabri il sorda il soradi. That would be Sorry. this picture. That's fine. Yeah, I said the picture, but no, that's fine. Isora. This picture's better. Say it again. Can you enlarge this picture? 
ممكن تكبري السورة دي double up the middle okay. كبر ممكن تكبري السورة دي من فضلك ممكن تكبري السورة دي من فضلك change of emphasis again it's تكبر for males but when you add the tail the emphasis shifts along again okay first speaking to a man ممكن تكبر السورة دي to a woman ممكن تكبري السورة دي we can stick the same stem into the past vase as we did before كبر and we can now add the past tails to get something like how would you say they enlarged the picture they enlarged the picture كبروا كبروا Yes, make sure you hang, ar- hang around on that b sound. Kabaru isura. Kabaru isura. One uh, expression you might come across is kabar rasak. Ras from uh, the root raasa is a head or chief or sometimes even uh, cape or headland. Anyway, kabar rasak. Kabar, we now know, means make it bigger. And rasak is your head. So kabar rasak, which means make your head bigger. But it's uh, usually used to mean rise above these trivial things. <laughs> Look at the bigger picture. Kabar rasak. Don't be so petty. Don't be so petty, yes. You may have heard of Ras Muhammad, which is a famous cape in Egypt. In Sinai, yeah. yes. in Sinai. Ras al-Khema is one of the emirates. This pattern um, is used for some interesting verbs, actually, in ways that you wouldn't have necessarily thought of. Yes, you could use the, the pattern, for instance, to mean uh, something you do to someone else. For instance, yisabbah. Now, sabaha, the root, is to do with morning and Yisabbah is to say good morning to someone. And the same yimassi from uh, the root masa'a, which has to do with night. So yimassi is to come and say good evening to someone else. Also, uh, you may have heard of Eid, which comes after Ramadan, which is the Muslim feast after Ramadan or the Muslim feast after uh, Hajj. The exchange uh, between the greeting between Muslims during the Eid is called Ya'ayyid, to say Happy Eid or Eid Mubarak to someone, blessed Eid. Another route that you know, although you may not realize you know it, is from the phrase, please, we can get this route out of the phrase that we already know for please, which is... And what does that mean literally? With your... What's min? What does min mean? From. from your grace or something, isn't it? Yes, from your grace. The min bit is the from. What's the your bit? The ik and the ak on the end. If we take off the min and we take off the ak and the ik, what word are we left with that means grace or favour? Ifaddal. We've taken min, you're close, but we've got a few extra sounds in there. Min fudluck. So take min 
off, take ak off, and we're left with fuddle. Yes. Fuddle. So the root, meaning favor or preference, actually, is fa do la, the back do. Fa do la, which you already know from that particular expression. And we can make a verb out of this in the same pattern that we used for yidaris, he teaches, and yikabbar, he enlarges. Because what we're doing is that we're saying we're giving favor to something or we're making something favored. In other words, we're choosing. Yes, very close. It's more like prefer. We're preferring something. We're giving something that favor. And that's why it's put into that particular pattern. So again, it's a bit like kabbar. It's two ah sounds, generally speaking. For some reason, we don't generally use the routine b with this particular verb. We usually just go straight into it if we want to say, I prefer. So how would we do that? We're going to double the middle do with two ah. And we're going to put the flower for I on the front. And we're going to get the phrase that means I prefer. Afaddal. That's it. Anna, afaddal. I prefer. So how would you say I prefer apricots? We're going to say the apricots. I prefer apricots. Anna, afaddal al-mishmish. Anna, afaddal al-mishmish. What about I prefer the apricot colored one? We're going to have our two for one here, our Kuwaiti. Anna afaddal el mishmishi. Anna afaddal el mishmishi. I prefer old houses. Again, the old houses is what you generally say. Anna afaddal el bayut el adima. Anna afaddal el bayut el adima. We can add another verb directly after afaddal or with other flowers on, as we can also with owls and lezim and mumkin. So how would you say we prefer to go? We prefer to go to the museums. The word for or, as in tea or coffee, is walla, walla. Walla. So how would you ask a man, would you prefer, or do you prefer, tea or coffee? Tafaddal shay walla ahwa. Tafaddal shay walla ahwa. We've met walla before in the heads or tails. Can anyone remember what heads or mm-hmm. tails was in Arabic? What was it? Malak walla. Oh, it was the king or the. M- Maluk walla. Malik. Malik walla. Writing. Writing, which Kit- is? Kitib. No. It's close. Yeah, it's from the root, same root. What pattern does it go into? It's slightly different. Kitaba. Kitaba means writing in general, it's something written down. Kitaba, writing. How would you ask a woman the same question? Would you prefer, or do you prefer, tea or coffee? How would you ask a group? Do you prefer water or cola? Tafadalu maya wala cola. 
تفضلوا مية ولا كولا؟ And notice the emphasis again. When you stick the tail on the U or the E, the emphasis is moving a little bit towards the تفضلوا. Let's do the same with a new root, a common root. This root is to do with speaking or talking. It comes from the word that means word. Kilma. Kilma. Kilma means word. Kilma. So what's the root? Kalama. Kalama. Everything to do with speaking and talking. Kalama. So again, we're going to put it into the same pattern. We're going to double the middle stem. And this time it's going to be meaning not quite to make someone talk, but to talk to somebody as opposed to just doing it yourself, to speak to somebody. The stem, the vowels that we're going to use with the stem are kalim. Kalim. So if you wanted to say, I must speak to the manager or talk to, we say talk to and speak to. Either or. Yeah, and we don't need the two. Kalim means talk yeah. to somebody or speak to somebody. لازم أكلم المدير. لازم أكلم المدير. أنا لازم أكلم المدير. We can put it in the past vase as well, the same stem. So how would you ask a woman, did you speak to your mother? كلمتي أمك. كلمتي أمك. And how would you ask a male, did you speak to your father today? كلمت أبويك What's normally the tag for your, for enter, talking to a male? Ak. Yes, like Ibnak, Bintak, your son, your daughter. But when it follows a vowel, what happens to the Ak? It's not Is like it shortened? E. Yes, shortens to what? Just one sound. Just ka? Yes. Okay. So your father is? A book. Yes. So did you talk to your father today? Kalim tabuk and a Yes. But hang around on that l a little bit more because it's a double in the listen. Kalim tabuk and a In fact, there are, as well as the uh, roots that we've put in and we've doubled, There are some words that have come into Arabic, aren't there, recently that have been given this treatment. Yes, especially uh, in computers. I'll tell you a loan word that has come and followed this pattern, and you tell me what you think it means. Yidalit. Delete. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Yisayif. Save. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Yisayif, to save. And also, uh, they've come as well into sports because we say, for instance, Yipasi, to pass the ball. Uh, we say Yiservis in a Fimatam. So, Yiservis Fimatam. What do you think that means? Uh, like the waiter yes, being waited yes, on. Yes, he does like silver service in a mm. restaurant. And then another one that I like is Yifabric. Ye fabric to fabricate a story. <laughs> Ye fabric hikaya. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very nice one. So we've looked at one of the main varieties of the verb and one of the most commonly used in uh, spoken, where we're doubling the middle root in the stem. Another quite common variety of verb is when we add it to the actual stem. 
So for example, this stem in the vase for to speak to somebody was Kallim. Kallim. Now if we put it on the beginning of that stem, then we get Itkallim. Itkallim. Adding this it to the stem reverses the process, if you like, of causing someone else to do it and then puts the action back on yourself. So the stem itkallim has to do with the person themselves speaking or talking rather than talking to somebody else. So for example, if I wanted to say he speaks a language such as he speaks Arabic, then that's what I would use. I would use the stem with the it on the front because he's not speaking to somebody. He himself speaks Arabic. So if I wanted to say that, and I would add the routine B normally, but let's take it apart for the minute. How would I combine the flower for he with the stem itkallim? Yitkallim? Yes, because you're not going to say yit. Yitkallim. Now put the routine B on. Biitkallim. Biitkallim. He speaks Arabic. Biitkallim Arabi. Let's stress the first part. Biitkallim Arabi. Biitkallim Arabi. What about I speak Arabic? Atkallim Arabi. That is right. Yes. You've done it instinctively. You've got rid of the i in the stem itkalim. You got rid of the i because otherwise you would have to say a i itkalim and that doesn't work. So it just goes. So if you have the flower for i, a, and then the routine b, ba, and you combine it with the it, it just becomes bat. Bat. Batkalim. Batkalim. So how do you say I speak Arabic? I speak Arabic well. How did we say well or good? And how would you ask a, a male, do you speak English? Put the B on the front. So we got the flower for you, te, and then we're going to combine it with itkalim, and we're going to get betitkalim. That's it. So, do you speak English? Betitkalim Englishi. Betitkalim Englishi. And how would you ask a woman the same question and move the emphasis along the word? Betitkalimi Englishi. Betitkalimi Englishi. We can add this it to other verbs. For example, what was the verb we used for enlarge? What's the stem for enlarge? Kabbar. That's it. If we put it on the front, rather than meaning to enlarge something, it will mean to be enlarged. So for example, if we wanted to say the picture was enlarged, we can just use the verb with it on the front, and that will mean was enlarged. So how would we say the picture was enlarged? Isura titkalim, or was enlarged. Which root are we using? Is it not feminine? It is, but which root are we using? Not kalama. Oh, sorry, um, isura titkabbar. You did say is enlarged. 
But you want but more want than us. Was enlarged. So what's the tale yeah. for the past? The stem is the same. It kabar. But now we're going to put on. Isora it kabari. Where are we sending Isora? Which door is it going through? With Samir, Samira, or where's it going? What kind of word is it? Masculine, feminine. Feminine. It's here. It's Samira. Yeah. Um, Isora it kabarit. That's it. Isura et kabarit. Often this might be used to refer to a problem. We had problem in the previous program. Mushkila. So how would you say the problem got bigger or the problem was made bigger using the same verb? El mushkila kabarit. It's the problem itself. You would say kabar el mushkila, which would mean he made the problem bigger. But now I want the problem was made bigger, which we're going to do by putting it on the front. El mushkila it kabarit. El mushkila it kabarit. Just listen to the emphasis again. It's moved. Try that once more. El mushkila it kabarit. El mushkila it kabarit. Do you remember what the word was for broken? Maksur. Maksur, yes, maksur. So the root was? Kasara. You can use that as a regular basic stem, in which case we would put it in and it would be ksar. In other words, he breaks would be yiksar. Yiksar. And if we put it in the past, it would be kasar, kasar. So how would you say, I broke my glasses? Kasart nadarti. They broke the new door. Kasartu il bab il gadid. What's the tale for they? Ooh. Yes. Kasaru il bab il gadid. Yeah, and, and emphasize the first part of the verb this time. Kasaru il bab il gadid. Kasaru il bab il gadid. She broke the cups. Kasritz. What's one cup? Fingen. And it was one with how many roots? Four. So the pattern? Fingen. But we have to emphasize the end. That's it. Try it again. Kasritz el fenegin. Kasritz el fenegin. If we want to make that more like the glasses got broken or the cups got broken in the same way that we said was enlarged, that it happened to the thing we're talking about rather than somebody else did it, then we can put it in the front again of this stem. So how would we say my glasses got broken by persons unknown? <laughs> my glasses got broken. It kasart nadarti. Start with my glasses. Nadarti it kasart. What's the tale for here? Because nadara would be it. like Samir, yes. So put that on the stem. Oh, it kasarit. And now hit the ka. It kasarit. That's it. Once more. Nadarti it kasarit. Nadarti it kasarit. The new door got broken. El beb gedid it it kasart. It kasart. Beb is feminine or masculine? Masculine. Oh, it kasar. Yes, you can just use the stem as it is. Il beb gidid it kasar. 
What about when if we're talking about the cups? Which door would they go through? So mirror. Yeah, because it's uh, plural objects. So it also takes a verb, like Samira would take, the here verb. So how would you say the cups got broken? What was one cup? Put it into the longer falafel. Now try the cups didn't get broken. Now what was got broken? You said that very well. It kasarit. Mat kasarit nash. Where did the nash come from? We're just going to put the mash directly around what you said before because we're not using a tag. Mat kasarit nash. What did you say? You said it kasarit. Yeah. So you're just going to put ma on the beginning and sh on the end and that's it. Ma it kasarit nash. That's close. Listen to the emphasis. So the emphasis has moved along a bit. Try it. That's it. So we've looked at two verb varieties. And as we mentioned, there are a few others, common ones, and quite a few others, less common ones. And as you expand your Arabic vocabulary, you can look out for these patterns. There is, for example, a pattern which adds in in front of the stem rather than it. There is a pattern that adds ist in front of the stem. So you get a stem like in Bosset, which would mean to enjoy yourself. Which word do you know with that same root? Bas. Basata. It's in the Mahmud pattern. Mafsut. Yeah, meaning? Happy or pleased. Yes. So that's got in in the front. You might find a verb with ist in the front, such as yistafhim. Ist often has something to do with to seek to do something um, or to consider yourself something. But in the case of yistafhim, it would be he seeks to understand, which might mean something like what? Interpret. More inquire. Yes, ah. to inquire or to ask about. And these are other varieties which you can learn more about as you pick up more roots and you pick up more verbal patterns. And the other aspect of the verbal patterns, the verbal variety, is that once you've got a verbal pattern, you can make other words with it, other words that describe the people who do this action, or the equivalent of, for example, the words that we made with the Mahmud pattern. If we have a verbal pattern, we don't use the Mahmud pattern to make a word that means the equivalent of broken, like we did with Maksur. We use a different pattern, but a very easy pattern to remember. One of the easiest ways of remembering it is by thinking about all the Arabic names that actually follow this pattern. You know a lot of words in this pattern already, but you're probably not aware that you know them. I'll give you some examples. If you hear the sound mu on the front of a word, on the front of an Arabic name, that is almost certainly means that the word comes from one of these Arabic forms, from one of the Arabic varieties. The most famous name is possibly Muhammad. Muhammad. Can you hear the double m in the middle? 
That also means praised. It's a little bit like Mahmoud. The meaning is very similar. The root is the same. Ha-ma-da. But this time it's in the pattern that we were looking at with Kabbar, where the middle root has been doubled. So if we just take our stem and put Mu on the front, we actually have created a word that means praised. Another one that we could do was Musharraf. Musharraf. Now the verb would be, if I wanted to put it in our present vase, the verb will be Yisharraf. What words do you know connected with that root, Sharafa? Sharif. Meaning? Honest or noble? Yes, more noble, more noble. So if the verb means to make somebody noble, then what English verb would be the kind of equivalent of that? To knight somebody or something? Ennoble or honour. Honour them or ennoble them. Yisharaf, Yisharaf. And musharaf, we take the ye off and just put mu on, meaning honoured. Honoured or ennobled. So the name musharaf means honoured. In fact, one the standard thing to say when you're introduced to someone, someone says, here, meet Bob, you would say, tasharafna, we have been honoured. Other names with mu, for example, mubarak, you may have heard, mubarak. Again, that's from a form, mubarak. Mubarak, from a verb, a slightly different verbal variety, which has a long R. Yiberik Yiberik means he blesses. Take off the Y, put on the mu. We're changing the final vowel to A. Mubarak. Mubarak, yes. Meaning blessed. The name means blessed. And that appears in a lot of phrases. Yes, you hear it, f- uh, for example, Eid Mubarak meaning blessed Eid. It's the standard uh, phrase to use in the two famous Eids that come in the Islamic calendar. And Allah yibarik feek, uh, may God uh, bless you, which is used in a lot of uh, situations. And mabruk, which yes. is a standard uh, expression uh, if somebody, if something good happens to somebody, if they've passed an exam, say mabruk. Congratulations. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. So you can see how the stem is being manipulated into different patterns. Other names such as Mustafa, Mukhtar, they're all from varieties of the verb. Those two actually mean chosen, Mustafa and Mukhtar, they both mean chosen. And perhaps the most famous muh word, which is Muslim, from the verb Yuslim, another verbal variety. We met the root Salama, meaning to submit yourself. So a Muslim is someone who submits himself. In spoken Arabic, this mu tends to become more like meh. Sounds more like meh in spoken Arabic, but more formal pronunciation, it's mu. But if we were going to apply the same principle, so if we get from yasharaf, he honours, to musharaf, honoured, we can also go from yafaddal, he prefers, to a word that means preferred or favorite. Mufaddal. Mufaddal. You can say, my favorite drink is tea. What we're going to say is, the favorite drink I have. And that's going to mean my favorite drink. The favorite drink I have. El mashroub, el mufaddal, andi, shay.
المشروب المفضل عندي الشاي. The tea usually. Okay. So how would you say my favorite drink is coffee using the the this time? المشروب المفضل. How are we saying favorite? It's like يفضل except we're taking off the ي. مفضل. That's it. So you're saying the favorite drink I have first. Okay. مشروب مفضل. Yeah, the favorite. Oh, المشروب المفضل عندي القهوة. المشروب المفضل عندي القهوة. So now we've looked at quite a lot of different patterns with descriptive words, with nouns. The fact that we can make patterns out of the stems that we have in our verb vases. And all these are connected back to the fundamental root meaning, with the pattern modifying the meaning, giving us indicators, not always telling us exactly what it means, but helping us to understand the meaning, to work out the meaning, to unpick a word that we meet to expose the root, and also to weave for ourselves new words so that we have a bank of words that grow, if you like, out of a single root. And finally, to illustrate that, so you can show yourselves how many words you can weave out of three little sounds, we'll take a couple of very common roots and see how far we can take them, see how many words we can grow out of them in the different patterns we've been looking at. And the first root we're going to look at, make it into a little quiz, if you like. <laughs> the first root is ra-ka-ba. Ra-ka-ba. And this root's all to do with riding, getting on, mounting. It's the riding route. Ra-ka-ba. Have a think and try putting that root, ra-ka-ba, try putting it into some of the patterns we have. Have a go. Let's see if you produce something. So, for example, we could put it in the pattern for places where something happens. In this case, it's more like maglis. Markib. Good. So markib. Now again, there's going to be an indicator of what this means. The indicator is that we have the place pattern. We know the root means riding or mounting or getting on, but we still don't really know. We have a number of possibilities as to where we're going to end up. Where do you think we might end up? Something you get on to yeah. travel? It's actually come to mean a boat. Markib. Markib. And what would the plural be? Boats. Makarib. You switched it a bit, I think. Oh, marakib. That's it. Merkib, merakib. Those can become branches on our tree, on our rakaba tree. Try another pattern. Try the Mahmoud pattern. Markub. That's it. What do you think that means? One who is ridden. Which might come to mean what? What kind of things? A horse? Yes, a horse, donkey, mule. Uh. I mean, it's the equivalent, I suppose, of the English mount, a mount, markub. In fact, uh, many years ago, markub used to be shoes, because this is what you used to, <laughs> to go from A to B. This is an archaic word but, for uh, shoes. Very <laughs> yeah. What other patterns can we put it in? How do you think you might say an expert rider? Rakib. You've put it into a pattern which is like, it's I-N-G, it's like fair him. Now mm -hmm. that is a meaning as well. Rakib. Yes, rakib, meaning 
riding or passenger, one who is riding, rekib, rekib. But what about an expert rider? For example, like sharil, the hard worker. We doubled the middle root and then put a long e between the second and the third. Rakib. Rakib. Meaning an expert rider, one who's good at mm-hmm. riding. What was the word for boat again? Markib. Yes. We can make that into a Kuwaiti word. Markibi. We actually drop the i and it becomes... Marakbi, a boatman. What about the, the Kareem pattern? Can we do that? Rakib. Yeah, no. we no, can't. We can't. So there's an illustration of you can't always put all the roots into all the mm. patterns. But what we can do, we can make a verb out of it. Yirkab, he rides, which could be applied to a horse or a bus, which in the past is rekib. And we can make that so that it becomes he causes someone to ride. So what would we do then? Yirakib. Yes. Mm. Mm. Yirakib. To invite someone to get on board, for instance. Mm. So if I wanted to say, the boatman invited me on board his boat, how would I say that? Ilmarakvi rakibtsni. Do you just say the boat? Ilmarakib. Yeah. Ilmarakbi rakibni ilmarakib. And that can't that also mean to cheat? Yirakib. Yes. Yes, that's a, uh, in, when some people play cards, they, when they come to shuffle, they arrange the cards. That's like cheating. They arrange the cards in a certain way. So we say, Birakib. To fix, means, if you're to, He's to, fixing yeah, the cards. Fix. He's mounting them in a special while He's pretending to shuffle, but he's actually putting all the aces in one place or something <laughs> like that. Yirakib. Or can you yitrakib? They are fixed or they are mounted, which you could use about a picture on a wall, for example, mm. couldn't you? Yes, well. yes, yes. Marakib sura, to mount a, a picture mm. on the wall, mm. for instance. So how would we say we rode on the boat yesterday? Rakibna filmarkib embere. You don't need fee. Okay. Rakibna ilmarkib embere. We got on the boat yesterday. How would you say he mounted the picture? Yirakib. He mounted. Itrakib. Now that would be the uh, picture was, was mounted. mounted, yeah. So it's just... Just the stem by itself. Oh. With the double in the middle. Rakib asura. Rakib asura. Have a go at telling me what, uh, what you think this means. Harakibku is safina bukra. I will take... He- you, plural, on the boat, on the ship, tomorrow. Pretty good. We've planted the rakaba, we've started to grow the tree. Let's plant one more root, and this root is kha And it's the exiting root, so it's a good root to finish. It's mm-hmm. going out, <laughs> exiting. kha So what are we going to try with this? Try making a place out of it. Makhrag. Yes. Makhrag. What do you think that means? Exit. Yes. Not as in we exit, but as in the place where you exit. That's what you will see above an exit. That's what you will hear. Way out. Place of exit. Makhrag. 
we could try an ing verb. Put it into the pattern that's like fair him. Gerig. Meaning? Exiting. Yes, or going out. Like, I'm going out now. How would you say that as a man? Ana gerig. Now. Delwati. Yes. Ana gerig delwati. And how would you say the same thing as a woman? Ana gerga delwati. Yeah, and the ih kind of drops out, so it becomes as a woman. Ana kharga delwati. Okay, there's two words, two branches on our tree. We can have a verb out of it, and it's an uh verb, like yutbuch, he cooks. So if yutbuch is he cooks, what's he goes out? Yuchrig. Yes, with the uh. Yuchrig. That's it, yes, yes, that's it. Listen. Yuchrig. 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 So what's, shall we go out now? Nukhrug dilwati. Nukhrug dilwati. The past is kharag. Kharag. So how would you say, I went out? Kharagd. Kharagd. Ana kharagd. So we can squeeze quite a lot of other meanings out of this sequence of three sounds, kharaga. We can add it in front of it. Yitkharag. Yitkharag. Which actually means to graduate, to exit out of university, come to mean. So yitkharag is to graduate, and somebody who graduates from... Uh, we say yitkharag min, he graduates from, and he then becomes a khirig, a graduate, somebody who has graduated. And that's like in the shagil pattern again. We could use the form of the verb that has ist on the front that we mentioned to produce... Istakhrag, istakhrag, which is to seek, almost to seek, to try and get out, which has come to mean... To escape? Not quite, to extract. Mm. It's the Arabic verb for to extract, and we get mustakhrig, which is an extractor. Are there any other words from this root we can um, plant? Yes, there is a mukhrig. Someone who gets something out, and that is used uh, for the director of a movie, is a mukhrig. So three small sounds and a whole sack full of words. This is the joy of Arabic. You've now not only acquired the vocabulary you'll need to communicate in a wide variety of situations, to decorate your Arabic room, if you like, but more than this, you've also acquired the skills to decode for yourself unfamiliar words and to create your own vocabulary from new roots. We've planted the seeds and you can work on the roots, adding more roots, learning more about patterns, and you can continue to build on what we've learnt here to expand your Arabic vocabulary and to improve your communication with Arabic speakers.